3: Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in-depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised.
2: Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined, as always, by Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch.
4: Hello, listeners. Happy Valentine's Day. It's the day of love. There are, you know, I've been saints-pilled. I've been talking about the saints, and today's a big saints day. It's Valentine's Day. Also, we had no issues starting this podcast.
2: Yes, and the Mysterious L.
1: Hello, my beautiful babies. It's me, the Mysterious L, and fuck Valentine's Day. Who cares about that? I am here for the Urshur Renaissance. The Urshur Renaissance. He's back, <laughs> baby. We'll be talking about more, more about Urshur later.
4: Yeah, Are yes. you more into um Arizona Statehood Day because we're actually the Valentine State because we became a state on February 14th 112 years ago. Um it was actually supposed to be on the 12th, but lazy ass President Taft was like, "I know you guys wanted to sign it on the 12th, but I'm actually going to go to New York for a couple of days and I'll get back to you on that." And we had this big old parade planned And there was all this shit planned that we were going to become a state on the 12th on Abraham Lincoln's birthday. And it didn't happen because Taft was like, nah, I don't care. And so, (laughs) so we are actually, we are not Lincoln. We are not the Lincoln state. We are the Valentine state. So happy Arizona day, everybody.
1: Okay. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, Haley. If the people of Arizona didn't decide to light their state on fire in a bid for attention, like people stranded on a desert Island, uh, I would still just regard it as the turquoise lover state, and that would be the end of my thinking regarding
2: Arizona. That's okay.
1: So that would be the beginning and end of my thinking there, because up until they, they they made like the hard right pivot, I feel like a, a lot of us East Coast elites who have never been there would just be like, "Oh, that's the place where Grandma goes to sell turquoise on her ranch, right?"
4: Well, also we have a lot of um, there are gra- there are grandmas that sell turquoise on their ranch, but there's two types of grandmas. So there's 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 white lady grandmas who sell turquoise on their ranch that's probably fake, and then we do actually have a lot of tribal land in Arizona where they sell the natural turquoise, and it's a pretty big market for the indigenous community here. So that's probably where where the um the 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 turquoise thing comes from. We put turquoise in a lot of our our art. Like we held the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and there was a lot of turquoise within the art around the Super Bowl. It is kind of very turquoisey state. I'm a fan, personally. I like colors.
1: Really? I mean, I like tur- I like turquoise in general, uh, <laughs> but a lot of the fucking stuff that they put, like, a lot of the jewelry that it has been determined turquoise belongs in is really tacky. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, like, <laughs> I'm just like, wow, turquoise itself looks really neat. And then it's just like, hey, look at this nonsensical thing we have put it on. I feel the, sort of, the same way about Amethyst. I actually My really lighter's like
4: kind of turquoise
1: yeah but since it's made of like plastic or whatever it's hard to get too pumped i know <laughs> If it was made of real turk i said be like see functional and beautiful yeah
2: i was looking at some of the reviews for our podcast uh on Uh-oh. apple and uh oh no zero it was- stars
1: talks about nothing for the first 15 minutes you know, <laughs> true.
2: if if, uh, if only if only i, I would have I taken that to heart uh The two reviews that I found most useful were one where a guy said, I would have given this podcast another star if they didn't do their bit talking about Elon Musk's weird penis for a minute every episode. (laughs) It's like – and it's like, buddy, we haven't done that for months and months and months now. I don't even think in the Haley era we've really got into that. So
1: I think please. we did a couple times. That, 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 that excites me because it clearly means they're going through
2: our back catalog, which is great. If they stuck it,
1: how many him, stars
4: imagine. did he give us? Did he give us a full five? And is he saying he would give us six if he could? Or did he give us no, a solid two? I, I,
2: I think he gave us like two or three. I forget which one that was. Fuck
0: but yeah.
1: That's an <laughs> you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. In, in, in fair play, if you stuck it out, imagine
1: how excited a listener, if you're still here with us, imagine how excited you're going to be to know that we, have done, we haven't we done that bit now for a hot minute.
2: Yes. And uh, the other review that I listened to was basically that uh, we're, we're too disorganized, which is totally true and 100% acceptable. That's so acceptable. true. And, uh, but the, the, the thing that really hit was that, quote, Haley's talents are wasted. And I was just like,
4: man. Who said like, that? I, someone said that?
2: Yeah, the someone reviewer. said that yeah so, so yeah this person was just like man i don't know why Haley's hanging out with these two chuckle bums but uh boy howdy so i was just like man that i i, I totally i totally approve of this because
4: listeners leave a review that that shits on me but says why is mike hanging out with Haley? but i'll even no. it out even it no. out
2: no no i don't want that <laughs> no 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 it was just, I, that, that was just awesome i was just like when i saw that i'm like yeah that's fair that tracks i i, 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 I love this <laughs> but, but, uh, but 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 like a lot of like a lot of
1: big brand art and chair quarterbacks, I don't hear any particular ways of how we're supposed to be using Haley any different coming out of your mouth, there, anonymous listener. <laughs> Make a freaking suggestion. No, that's it's actually our job, I guess. Yeah,
4: I'm sorry. Haley well, can get in there and mix it up whenever whenever she wants. I do. Well, Sometimes well, I if, appear on things. Yeah, If, <laughs> well, if wait, only then,
1: the listener knew yeah. how often Haley was looking at her phone while we record. I mean, Mike. <laughs>
4: I can multitask.
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like when, when, when
4: Haley's talents are wasted. It's like, yeah, well Haley is busy on her phone. <laughs> <laughs> well you're not. I can't see you, so I don't know what you're doing. You're probably playing switch. Straight up
2: jerking it. No, I haven't <laughs> touched my
1: switch in a long time. I actually my, my roommate was like, Hey, do you have a switch? And I was like, Yeah, and he was like, Can I borrow it? And I was like, Oh fuck yeah, dude, I never used to say it. here you go. <laughs>
2: He, I think. I think he ended his uh, review by saying we had potential, and that if only, uh, if only I could up my game to like the Haley level, perhaps we just need an editor. Oh yeah, an editor would not hurt.
1: (laughs) But this is things
4: that people definitely like listening to live on air.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, hey, dude, it's 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 our talk about whatever the fuck we want segment Mm
0: thing. We can do
2: whatever we want. If the listener doesn't Mm -hmm. like, they can pound sand. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. well, And the other thing they said which I think was true is that this is more like a stream than a podcast because we're very stream of conscious. We're very flowy. We just sort of like <laughs> go wherever the like, zeitgeist takes us. And then we just kind of remember our tentpole things to pull us back to be quote-unquote on track as it were. So we're just again, talking. I fully accept, yeah, I fully accept that. I, fully I mean, accept I guess here,
1: here's, the th- here's the thing. If we play it too far, to, like if we just like play it like straight down the the, the plate without like getting on tangents and stuff it's just such a bummer
2: festival oh yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely
1: some people just love a bummer festival though you know
2: yep it's true those are (laughs) are the people
1: that are just like dude you really need to watch midsummer and i'm just like i know (laughs) what that movie is and i'm like can i acknowledge that it's great without watching it like i give it to you it's great i loved it i love the part where the thing happened it was very thought-provoking and my thoughts are still provoked (laughs) <laughs> ten, out, 10 out of 10 the thoughts still provoked.
4: <laughs> it's like when someone tells you to watch a movie that's like it made me cry so much and it's like well what's it about and it's just like it's just about a relationship falling apart and a couple divorcing and it's like i don't want to see that i don't want to see that at all i don't know why you're recommending that movie and i don't know why i don't know why you think that's that sounds like an entertaining movie that sounds depressing i don't feel like crying and thinking of my parents so i'm gonna go ahead and not watch that
1: <laughs> yeah again like i think i've mentioned it on the podcast before my friends my friends got me to watch hereditary and then at the end of it i was just like i mean it it was good but i don't know if i was entertained like i mean i acknowledged that it was good and i it like i did watch it and it was something but uh yeah. you know <laughs> like i don't know if i want to take that i don't want to go down that that path ever again that journey was a one and done
2: yeah, I rem- I remember L bringing that up talking about like watching Breaking Bad where it was just sort of like L was just saying I have to get myself into a headspace where I'm just going to be like upset or just like I want this like depression to hit me and then I can watch Breaking Bad because it's just like this the show just is about a guy like falling apart and his life being like shit. So,
1: and it's it also just takes place at like Burbank or whatever. And it's filmed like every, everything looks like it's like filmed and it's just brown covered in Vaseline. I mean, that like the show just like looks brown. I think
4: and... it was New Mexico,
1: New Mexico. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. There we go. Even like e- e- a place I even more associate with, with dry brownness. So it's just like, okay, it's not visually interesting. And I guess the story is super compelling eventually, but the first three episodes are, I'm not going to lie, kind of boring. And that's why I've given it a billion tries and I've never gotten past that third episode. So sorry, folks. Yeah. But again, I'll, you, you have it on credit 10 out of 10. Perfect. Dude, Walter White. Oh my God. His fall from grace. So crazy. <laughs> you know, I loved it yeah. uh, the whole time. I loved it when when he asked him to say what his name was like a badass so cool you know <laughs> running around his tidy whities icon love it <laughs> there were other characters involved i'm sure they were all great there was a guy gus he was so gus you know just yes. absolutely did you
4: watch better call saul i've never seen it but i hear it's good
1: no i bet it's great too but probably okay. not
4: as good as breaking I was just bad, wondering. according
1: to most people so nine nine <laughs> out of ten it's no
4: breaking
0: yeah.
1: bad
4: okay <laughs> <laughs> I think my mom was more
2: into Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad.
4: I've heard a lot so. of people say they're more into Better Call Saul. That's why I was asking.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's probably just safer to not to to not stir up the people who really love Breaking Bad and insist that it's the best show ever. Okay, it might be. I don't know, but those people are very passionate. So I usually I'm usually just like, hey, yeah, it's it's so they're like
4: Swifties, but for TV. Yeah
1: like dude there's no breaking bad am i right and then just like yeah absolutely and then we do bro dabs and then like i go and secret. <laughs> and then i go secretly have better cooler conversations with my the wire is the best tv show ever, friends and we're just like dude the wire am i right and then we do you actually
4: like, like the wire dude the wire slaps okay because uh, so yes. i do like the wire yeah the wire the, the wire is
1: fucking mad good yeah L- love that show yep. all-timer who says we're unfocused we always meant to be talking about the
4: wire yes i agree i almost <laughs> just accidentally left i almost accidentally pressed the leave button on this app so we'll be careful we'll be more careful oh, my, my my dream
1: is my <laughs> dream is us to do a 15-minute podcast where we just talk about a small assortment of pop culture shit and then call it a day what would, <laughs> that would be the greatest recording schedule ever imagine how many of those we can put in the can in one day and then just like never have to worry about it. Just Be like all right we did our podcast for the month <laughs>
4: well, yeah. in The news is going to be all super bowl which is kind of pop culture yeah. Do
1: this. Yeah, but we're gonna be well. I mean, I, I'm hoping that the, the the Super Bowl usually draws out the real crazy shit. I'm hoping that this year it's especially crazy. Uh, we'll see though. We, but that, that, that's that's we got a ways to go before we get there. First, we have to get through our whole Amuse Bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the Amuse Bouche. Tucker Carlson's in our Bouche. Uh, the 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 headline star of our Bouche uh, for his big interview he did this week. Uh, in which we all got a nice, sick Russian history lesson, etc. Uh, for more information on that, I'll toss it over to Mike. Mike, how did this? How, how did how did Tucker's big interview go down?
2: Uh, really poorly, really unbelievably poorly. Uh, the fact that Tucker opened his interview by saying, "Okay, guys, here's a disclaimer about why my interview with Putin sucked," and then they play the interview, it's just like holy shit. Because... I didn't see.
1: I, I I never saw that appeal to his audience by him. But for the, I, I would love for it to have just been brutally honest. Where he's just like, here's where my interview with Putin sucked. Uh they had me by the balls once I was in Russia, and I just had to sort of let him sock puppet me because if I ever tried to resist, he would just throw me out of a four story or higher building, and then I would be dead. So I'm talking <laughs> Carlson, and here's here's Vladimir Putin
2: telling us about Russian history. <laughs> Yeah, like, because like, the thing is, is that this this episode was very obviously like like Tucker was supposed to get in there and and Putin was supposed to give him the shit about the Ukrainian bio labs and how gay people are terrible and all that kind of just dumb right wing identity politics bullshit. And Tucker asks him, "So why'd you invade Ukraine, expecting to get bio labs talk?" And then Putin is just like through a translator, because the thing that's really funny is that everyone says Putin speaks English very well, but he refuses to do it. He just does this, like, Alpha Chad bullshit, where he just makes you listen to him say Russian and have a translator speak for him. And so Tucker asks Putin this question, and the next thing you know, Putin's just like, chip and the translator is just like, in the 8th century, there was a time when, and it's just like, oh my god, like, what is Putin doing? And tucker the whole time like people timed it out it was like a 37 minute history lesson about russia over i think a thousand years and like how the ukraine is not a real country Factually it is always-
4: accurate i'm sure right oh 100 mm-hmm. percent
2: yeah it, it, you, ukraine has always been basically russian property and putin has a right to just take it
1: yeah i, I mean but i i love how you know, the crux of the argument ever comes out of just being like hundreds of years ago, it was Russian. So, I mean, it's cool that we just go and stomp in there and like take it back. And it's just like, what? that was so long ago. Like, look how old these documents are. They're old enough that they're here, like history museum. Get the fuck out of here. Right? <laughs> it's just,
2: it's just like, what is your historical claim to Ukraine have to do with anything? And if that's your logic, doesn't that mean you're going to try to like I don't know. Basically, conquer all of Eastern Europe up to half of Germany because that's where the Red Army was at the end of World War II. And yeah,
1: it, and then like, I mean, where are a slippery slope, man. Like, what happens? Like, what happens when the Mongolians show up to the Kremlin and are just like, "Hey, we've got like a claim to like your whole country, and then some, dude." Like, <laughs> check, 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 check the tape,
2: my guy. Yeah, I, I I think it was the former president of Mongolia posted that on social media. He was like, "Hey, I found this ancient map of Mongolia." It was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Mongolia." That's hilarious. Mongol- I
1: mean, but yeah, like that shit's a, like that's why you know that's not really how that works. Because again, like I'm sure I'm sure that there are a lot of indigenous people the world over that would just be like, it'd just be like, "Oh shit, it's just that easy!" My fucking god, dude, look at all this evidence that this is ours. You know, like it's. It's insurmountable. Please fuck off.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's no goddamn way I could possibly pronounce this guy's name. But yeah, the for, it, it, that did happen. The former president of Mongolia just literally posted like a, a map of the Mongol Empire, which is just literally all of Asia and Russia and everything. And he's just like, yeah, dude, "Hey, shut move.
1: Shut, your, shut yes. your stupid mouth, Vladimir Putin." <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> like what, what else you got?
1: I mean, that's also yeah. like the shakiest. Like that's also the worst possible argument to be making, right? Like, if you just, you just be like, but these documents from hundreds of years ago say that it used to be ours. Like, that's not, dude, explain why you are attacking them now. Like, you had, you had like hundreds of years to solve that beef, including hundreds of years back when it was the stupid ages. And like countries would just like be like, yeah, I guess they took it. And that's just sort of that. And you know, what are we going to do? But like, that's not the world we live in anymore.
2: Right. And, And it's like, you do understand that nations change over the course of time that, uh, we, America, was British colonies. And then one day we were like, you know what? We don't want to be British colonies anymore. And we won the right to not be a British colony anymore, which is literally what happened with Ukraine. They were part of the Soviet Union for a long time. And then one day Ukraine was like, you know what? Now the Soviet Union collapsed. We're not a part of Russia anymore. Get fucked, Russia. We're our own country. So, I mean, it's just like, just this whole idea that, you were once ours, which means you should be ours again, is like patently nonsense. It's the most ridiculous thing ever. And the fact that that was, this was a two hour interview. And so basically Putin spends slightly less than half the time of the interview, just going down this weird rant about the historical connections between this Russia and Ukraine. And Tucker is just sitting there gobsmacked going, bro, bro. What do you want about bro? And Putin is just, yo. Like again, you you talk to me in that tone again, you go out a window, you stupid prick. So it's just like it's
1: Yeah, just, just like a maximum captive audience. You just yeah. you just get to see in media res Tucker Carlson realizing that he's just like, Oh, I'm really just here because I brought these cameras that are guaranteed to be broadcasting this message to the Western world for me. <laughs> right.
2: And apparent, so the, the the interview sucked. It went really poorly. Uh, it was really funny because uh, there were a bunch of QAnon people that were like, "Oh my god, the West is gonna just." this is going to go on X and Elon's going to promote it. And Tucker's going to get Putin out there to tell people the truth about what's really going on in Russia. And Americans don't actually get to hear Putin speak. And when they do, they're going to see he's not a monster and he has a legitimate gripe for why he's doing what he's doing and blah, blah, blah. And like, this is literally the great awakening. It's, it's all going to happen. Like, boom, this is, this is it. And then after the interview happened, like, most of QAnon was like, well, you know, it wasn't so great, but it's imp- Tucker did good work there, and I heard what I needed to hear, so we're just going to roll with it. Like, even QAnon couldn't polish that turd. Even they were just sort of like, Ugh, this was not great. This was not what we were looking for.
1: In a hilarious turn of events... uh Somebody I know was talking. Speaking of Ukraine, uh, just before we move on, was somebody I know that happens to be a, a Republican uh, was just like, "Oh, the new, you know, the new bill's got like sixty one billion dollars more in Ukraine to aid, aid, aid to Ukraine." So we've already spent like a hundred billion dollars over there. Like, what's that extra sixty one billion going to do? I didn't have the heart to tell this person uh, that uh, that money went to Ukraine is not Russia. Which means that that money is probably working. I mean, I don't know what the what else he expects. He's like, spent a hundred billion dollars over there. Why have they fucking? Why have they cut off Vladimir Putin's head and paraded around Moscow? And now, Mos- and now Russia is the new Ukraine. It's just like I don't know what you're expecting from this dude. But like <laughs> everybody expected Ukraine to fold immediately, and yet here we are, like eighteen months later, and they haven't lost. So I think right. the money is working.
2: I remember when Russia started attacking, it was basically this idea that if Kiev doesn't fall in the in seventy two hours, that is a huge win for Ukraine. And now here we are, a year and a half later, and basically, like in this interview with Putin, t- like in this interview with Tucker, Putin's basically saying well, if I get some of the eastern sections of Ukraine and can keep those, I'm going to call it a dub. And it's just like, wow. Like they literally went from, we're just going to conquer Ukraine and it's all going to be ours lickety split to, we're just going to try to grind it out over years of just brutal attrition warfare to get a chunk, to just get a piece of Ukraine. And then we're going to try to present that as a win after like th- like rough estimates of like three hundred thousand dead russians i mean just a cat a level of casualties americans would never accept in a war like literally whoever was the president of that war unless we were fighting back an alien invasion where america unless it was independence day if america had six figure dead in a war uh boy howdy you are not the president anymore opposition party nominate a, a bag of mice they are the president now cuz boy howdy like that that shit would not fly but that's what a dictator well, gets to do not not
1: quite anybody not quite any bag of mice mike because you'd have to make sure that they're not old because it's <laughs> just <This is> true <laughs> in the in the year 2024 it turns out that our biggest problem with our presidential candidates is that they are fucking old and that means that uh now on the show we get to periodically check in uh with presidential dementia update uh so Mike our second boosh topic for the week uh give us the give us the dementia update uh the,
2: men- the dementia update of our boy Donald Trump is that he was uh doing a rally in uh in Pennsylvania as one does cuz it's battleground state very important state And he uh, started talking about how he knows all about the marbles. I can tell you every marble. And then he started talking about columns because I think he was meant like marble as in like the building structure and not like marbles themselves, the little like balls that you roll around that are made out of glass. And then he asks, how could they have done it years ago without the powerful tractors? He just didn't know how you would like lift one of those marble pillars into place without having a tractor to just like, do that work for you. It seemed like it would be a really really bunch a tough bunch of work for him. So uh after his uh conversation
1: did anybody, did anybody like go up and whisper the word slaves into his ears?
2: Like, oh dude, that was slave. <laughs> yeah dude if like only... most of that
1: shit back at that they just they just threw
2: human suffering at it until it got done. <laughs> <laughs> if only if only we had Oh man! If only that had been what had happened. Uh, I it. it's like it's just- a
1: starry-eyed optimism of the alien of the ancient aliens people just being like the pyramids, dude. Who,
2: how can you possibly
1: make such a thing without alien involvement? It's just like I've got a theory. that's gonna put fucking socks off, dude. <laughs> like you're really not gonna like this one. Are you Caucasian? All right, get ready for some guilt. It's coming. Here, it's gonna trigger your your white guilt in a bad way. But I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this word on you real quick and see how it sits. Slaves. Ooh, yeah, you don't like that one, do you? But yeah, that's rough. But that is how yeah. they did it. So
2: yeah, right, exactly. And he then pivoted from his dissertation on marbles to talk about how if he were to lose this election that is upcoming, quote unquote, they will change the name. The-, the Pennsylvania will not exist anymore because they will change its name. So I did not know that Biden was running on a cam- on a campaign platform of renaming Pennsylvania, but apparently that is in the works. So that when uh the Democrats win the 2024 presidential election, no more Pennsylvania. Your name is gone. You'll be whatever we want you to be. Uh the vaccinated people re- Republic of Swift perhaps. I don't know, but yes.
1: I mean can, can I just Can I just start by saying that it's absolutely insane for him to have started his rant talking about marbles where there's like one idiom involving marbles and it's literally, it literally indicates that you are losing your mind. So that's pretty (laughs) fun. It's a fun way to start. I mean, granted, he's talking allegedly about the stone substance marble, but you know, for him to, for him to start, uh, for him to start this whole process off by just being like, Let's talk about marbles real quick before I completely lose them. And guess what? They're going to, how do they get these columns up without tractors? That's insane. And also, by the way, Pennsylvania. Yeah. They're going to take that name from you. It's like, what are you talking about, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? What's the, consp- what's up with the name conspiracy? Has anyone deciphered that? I
2: heard that soundbite going around. Does anybody know what the fuck he's talking about? Uh, supposedly there was a plan somewhere to remove a statue of William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania, uh, because probably he's like problematic on some level or another, but that was literally a meeting. It would never went anywhere. They abandoned the idea. The statue remains. So someone somewhere had to tell Trump about this minor kerfuffle about the statue that again, was only in like the fever swamps of the right wing nutbag internet. And, Trump, with his ver- his genius brain, somehow heard about this argument over the statue and then like just transformed that in from they're taking down a statue to they're gonna rename Pennsylvania because that's what a very lucid, coherent person does that when they get in front of like the press and speak to the world so that their their message can be recorded for all of time itself.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've all probably met one of those people who tells stories, but they leave out, like, in their mind, it's super clear because they, they've made the three steps they need to, mentally, right. but they don't explain right. those steps to you. So, like, you know, we've, like, I've certainly had moments like that where I'm talking to people, sometimes a booze is involved, and they'll just be talking about a thing, and I'll just have to look them dead in the eye and just be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are you, What the fuck are you, what, like, what do you want about right now? <laughs> I need you to explain all the steps to me because you're making no sense right now, Grandpa.
2: <laughs> right, exactly.
1: <laughs> Fun stuff. And the,
2: yeah, And the sad part about this is like, that was the non-lucid stuff. The part where he was just like, I want Russia to kick everybody's ass. That, that was when he was lucid. I mean, it's just like, oh my God. It's like, even when you're coherent, you're fucking terrifying. Oh man. Yeah, this it, is... in his
1: moments of lucidity, he's, he, he forgets that he's supposed to, like he doesn't have, he can't have lucidity and uh, subtlety slash you know a deception. So when he's lucid, he just says the quiet part out loud, and he's just like like he'll, he'll like he'll regain lucidity and just be like, yeah, I kind of hope that Russia beats beats a little bit of ass, and you know, I fucking really hope that the stock market crashes with Joe Biden's president because that would make my campaign look super great. And like his people are like <laughs> off camera, like doing the fucking shut the fuck up motion. They're like shut your fucking mouth, go back to sleep. <laughs> Talk about how Pennsylvania's gonna get a different name or whatever for the love of fucking God. <laughs> yep. yep. All right. Let's move on yep. to uh happier news. Uh here in my in my Bush topic listing, it just says Dims unseat Santos. I don't know fuck all about this, but that sounds like good news to me. Uh Mike, what's going on? We're still talking about Santos, huh? The the the, um, the, the black hole that Santos left behind.
4: Icon. Yes. He's yes. it's the it's the final death rattle of Santos.
2: Yes, this is this is his uh, dismount from American politics uh, until he's convicted of his innumerate crimes. And we have to cover his conviction for the crimes. I mean, that's about it, though. But uh, yeah, uh, his district, the New York 3rd District, um, as people pointed out, Biden won this district by eight. And then somehow the district swung 16 points when Santos won it. Uh, it then swung back. So uh, Tom Swazee, uh Mules? won the district which uh, mules it could have been mm-hmm. it could have been republican mules mm-hmm. uh, santos could have had some mules working for them and then they great. mules
4: back it was mules on mules action oh mm-hmm. hot mule on mule
2: action it's all about that oh my god mulesing back and forth forever <laughs> four thousand mules it's just all the mules but yeah so um tom swasey uh won the seat back for the democrats um, so and he again won by I believe but anywhere between eight to ten points depending on what the count is at but it was a decisive win. Um, the best part about this uh, is Steve Bannon screaming that it was rigged when the Republican who lost uh, she said uh, I lost I congratulated my opponent for beating me good job buddy. Uh, Donald Trump threw a fit and said that she blew it and she sucks and uh, he Trump himself declared I want to be loved. Which is something a very rational person should point on put out on social media. It's like a, that's a talk. great
1: thing for a robot to say, you know. I want to be
2: loved. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yo.
1: No way, Taylor could yeah. endorse sleepy old Joe.
2: <laughs> oh God, that was the that was the greatest thing. Uh, oh we're going
1: to have to talk about that during the Super Bowl part because man yes. was that thirsty.
2: Yes, that was I insanity. just want to <laughs> be loved by you, Taylor. <laughs> Okay, ro- Robo Trump
1: deactivate until the, until the headline segment Robo Trump back in your fucking closet. Sorry.
2: Yeah. So, um, all of this happened, uh, the, uh, Mike, jo- uh, Mr. Johnson, the, the speaker of the house and resident dum-dum has said that, uh, he's not, he's not worried about this. The fact that the, the again, 16 point swing back the other way, Re- Republicans are still totally doing great. We're, we're killing it. And, um, George Santos uh, put a uh, text message a group of his former colleagues, uh, pissing and moaning about how they blew this and lost the seat and said, I hope you guys are happy with this dismal performance and the $10 million your feudal bullshit cost the party. I look very much forward to seeing most of you lose due to your absolute hate-filled campaign to remove me from Congress arbitrarily. Now go tell the Republican base what you fucking idiots did and good luck raising money next quarter. George <laughs> Santos. Got to which Congressman Andrew Garbino responded to him, "Sorry, new phone. Who dis?" So yeah, that, that, that's you, George Santos. I mean, that's You're a,
1: a pretty—that's a pretty sick burn, I guess. But also, like, my, <laughs> my favorite part about that is that how to DeS- how DeSantis, how Santos is just like being so catty and petty about being removed for crimes that, like, it's super obvious that he did, and everybody knows that he did, including him. It's just like, dude, you got caught for crimes that were, like, mad, like, obvious and innumerable. <laughs> you know, like, you did so much crimes that they, yeah, you put them in a position where they had to kick you out. That's That was crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is the Republican Party. Do you know how low the bar for ethics is in the Republican Party? You have to work so hard for them to expel yeah, you. Yeah, Matt still
1: has a job, right? Matt, hotel yeah, Matt. emoji, fucking eggplant emoji, dollar sign emoji via Venmo Gates is
2: still rocking and rolling. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all all that to uh Sabrina. She's definitely eighteen. <laughs> the, the payment on the Venmo. Oh my god. Yeah, there's um that shit that shit with uh, Gates is still percolating now. It's coming back apparently. So like, uh couldn't happen to a nicer guy. I truly, I truly, actually hope that anything actually resolves from that front because uh, fuck that piece of shit too. So. But so, yeah, Santos and I've I seen some other right wingers bitching and moaning. They threw out Santos and a Democrat won that district. What are we even doing? And it's like, really, you wanted to hold on to that district for another, like, I don't know, like nine months before you got absolutely curb stomped in the general election with Santos the criminal as your avatar. Was that your dream? I mean, like, seriously, <laughs> like, what what was the what was the hope there? that you were going to, like, primary Santos and get rid of him that way? I mean, oh, man. Just.
1: Well, best of luck, you (laughs) stupid fucks. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How dare you arbitrarily come after me for all the crimes I did? (laughs) Arbitrarily. What a strong word, Santos. What a legend. (laughs) Speaking of legends. (sighs) It's time for us to get into our legendary co-hosts' uh, personal bit of the show and talk about the flaming dumpster crater that is Arizona in our Arizona Madness roundup of the week, featuring Haley, aka Arizona Right Watch. Hi, Haley. Your talents are wasted here, but it's time for but it's time for you to waste them less, I guess, because this is your your time to shine.
4: Um, I think all of our talents are wasted here, uh, in their, their own individual way. <laughs>
1: that that is how we are like snowflakes in the the ways we are wasting our talents
4: Mm -hmm. yep on this podcast but it makes for a very good podcast for those who like to listen to us ramble so we'll go with that
1: i guess and and mike Mike gassed gassed up the arizona segment ahead of recording to me this week he said that it's a fun one so what's what's going on in arizona this week let me slash the listeners know
4: um well we've talked about um sparky the sun devil the mascot of arizona state university and the shocker being the like you know when 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 they do their chant they put up the shocker we've talked about this right yes yes Yeah. Um, I mean,
1: when, when are we not talking about the shocker i'm kind you're of so I'm right. Talking about the Shocker right now
4: um sparky the sun devil is an interesting character um in arizona uh, state university history he's been the mascot since like the 50s um he replaced like a bulldog as a mascot um and kind of became like an icon here um the guy who created him used to work for walt disney so there's kind of like if you look at sparky the sun devil uh he kind of looks like walt disney he looks a little bit like the in the face uh there's like a rumor that sparky was based on walt disney um and yeah the the walt disney company even like eventually in the late tooth like in the in the in the 2010s uh helped to redesign the costume it's like kind of a big icon here lots of people play sparky uh throughout the campus like there's Sparkies who are sports Sparkies, there's Sparkies who just kind of walk around the campus and take photos, there's Sparkies that do official events. There's Sparky art all over Tempe and like the Phoenix area because it's a big symbol of ASU. Um so I I I'm I'm talking about all this because <sighs> So you remember like a couple months ago when that satanic uh temple statue was destroyed at like the mississippi uh no it was the iowa capital it was the iowa's capital
2: i think it was illinois but yeah illinois or iowa but yeah anyways
4: um it says iowa in this article it said uh it said a mississippi man Accused of destroying satanic display at Iowa Capitol is now charged with hate crime. So this was a former congressman, Michael Cassidy, and he destroyed the the satanic display because he got offended by it. We know the story a little bit. It was kind of viral news. Well, this inspired some legislation here by a man named Jake Hoffman jake hoffman is a turning point usa legislator here so he worked for turning point usa and then he became a legislator here he actually <clears throat> was part of a uh a, 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 a like a firm he owned like a firm or he still does called rally forge that is like partnered with turning point it was partnered with turning point usa and he helped run like a troll farm for turning point and um got removed from like all social media like basically traditional social media for it um he's recently back on twitter because twitter doesn't care anymore but this is jake hoffman so he's a turning point usa guy uh inspired by the situation that happened um at the iowa Capitol, he put forth some legislation that would ban satanic displays from public property. It would prohibit it entirely. It's a very short bill. It says satanic memorial statues, altars, or displays, or any other method of representing or honoring Satan may not be displayed on public property in this state. Satanic memorial statues, altars, or displays, or any other method representing or honoring Satan may not be displayed on any public property. Satanic. It just basically repeats that three to four times. Uh, they're calling it the Reject Escalating Satanism by Preserving Essential Core Traditions Act, or the Respect Act.
0: Um- <laughs> politicians
2: <laughs> politicians love that shit. That is, of, that is that is one of Elle's favorite things, is that the Patriot Act actually stands for something. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I love their I love their desire to needlessly acronym stuff or like, you know, to really work, work at it. I, I I always I always dreamed that there would be a position in the government that was just doing that and that I could have that position. That'd be my dream yeah. job.
4: <laughs> That's yeah. such a funny job. That is such a good job. Yeah. It's like but, guy like, who names ice cream flavors job, yeah. you know i just
2: love the idea of something like l work out how we can make patriot the like title of the bill but put words in it like <laughs> you got it boss and just work on that i am, i completely do not remember what the patriot act stands for but i'm sure it's ridiculous it's like uh when the the, the arizona person did the nothing can stop what is coming reverse anagram for mm-hmm. the fucking COVID thing they just love that shit
4: um So anyway, Jake Hoffman put forth this bill that's basically like no more Satanism, no more Satan allowed on any, um, you know, uh, just uh, uh, any in public, in public property, uh, state property, uh, anything like that. This is obviously against the fucking First Amendment. I think that's pretty obvious. The Turning Point USA. We love freedom. We love the Constitution. We love all that, free, yeah. The same time,
2: it's
1: pretty obvious the founding fathers hated Satan. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's kind <laughs> except, of what they said. The, the fact brief- that they were also apparently all involved in these like double secret like you know cults that became the Illuminati and you know the Freemasons and all that shit. They, they love Satan, but <laughs> the good ones hated Satan.
4: <laughs> See, this is part yeah. of my problem. Is because like I'm not trying to be a bitch and debate lord here. But, like, there were some Satanists, obviously, that spoke out against this bill at the meeting. And it's like, Jake Hoffman clearly believes in Satan, but from a Christian perspective, as he's the bad guy. But he's just upset that some people don't view it that way. And it's like, it's just odd to me. You know, it's like, technically, you also believe in Satan, man. You know? Um, Yeah. Yeah, Satan
2: is part of your mythology. He's just the bad guy and we can't cheer for him. This would be akin to having a bill where if i go to a wrestling show i cannot cheer for the bad guy when the bad guy punches the good guy and i go yay like i'm arrested i'm just like dragged out you can't cheer for the evil foreign bad guy who's fighting our all-american good hero and it's like i bought my ticket i can do what i want like no you can't i mean it's just it's so silly to me to be mad at Satan when Satan is a loser who is not all powerful and if God wanted to kill him, he would just do so. But, like, you're that's what your religion tells me, is what would actually happen in a fight between God and the devil and yet the devil still exists. And you can't explain that. And you hate not explaining it, so you have to do stuff like this and just be pouty and sad.
4: So, obviously this won't pass, you know? Like, even if it does, even if it managed to passed katie hobbs would not um sign this and it's totally gonna cause so many legal issues that they're gonna get sued into oblivion this is literally just a waste of fucking time Uh, but it did pass through committee because of course it did all the republicans pushed it forward the one democrat was like so we are banning religion does nobody see what's wrong with that and hoffman he doesn't agree with the 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 argument that to be a satanist is protected under the first amendment because he kept saying like satan is the antithesis of religion and it's like i don't know it just feels so like nitpicky about like how we can perceive satan even because he believes in satan that it's funny to me but this is also bringing about the conversation the local media is kind of like they're less focusing on the fact that like you know they're going mm-hmm. after people's religious rights and they're focusing on like, are we going to lose Sparky, our <laughs> iconic mascot of Arizona and ASU? This is horse shit. You
1: know, who, who, who are we going to get out there to throw out the shocker for us? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, the the reason why i said oh my god was i'm just imagining governor lake just with a shit-eating grin on her face as she signs the anti-satan bill (laughs) and she's just like i'm keeping Arizona pure and god-loving and christian and now the anti-satan bill isn't she would probably have used like 100 pens she would have like (laughs) used so many pens and then she she throws up the the shocker yes (laughs) yes
1: you <laughs> do like the princess wave but with shockers on both hands she's like yeah, we really did it and everyone's just like yeah that's right dude dude for it too that's that's yeah. crazy real estate <laughs> uh okay let's uh i mean that is fun uh it, 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 <laughs> i just i just always love it when people are going after Satanists because satanists don't do anything <laughs> Uh, they, they don't do anything but lightly antagonize people that are easy targets. They're like the Mike Raids of of religious orders, and uh, like I like it, it, it works so easily.
4: They feel like like God needs like a guy to pass bills for him. You know, it's like he can't he can't deal with Satan on his own. He's just he needs Jake Hoffman to pass some bills protecting his good. name. Of <laughs> God
1: needs, uh, needs a lot of people on Earth to do a lot of his light work for. Him. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right now. You know what I mean. Yeah.
2: Yeah, someone said that about like the, the border bill that got quashed in the – that got killed by Trump. They were like, this border bill was decreed by God as a boomerang to backfire upon the deep state. It's like, why doesn't God just turn Joe Biden into a pillar of salt? I mean, like, why does God have to work through legislation? Why? He's God. He can do anything he wants. It's so ridiculous. Oh, I don't know if you
1: know the same Mike my crates, but uh, he's turning that man into a pillar of salt. It just takes its time. <laughs> He's just doing it real <laughs> slow, but it's happening. I mean,
0: oh, God, he's just are look big. at him. Yes.
1: <laughs> everybody, uh, everybody was, was big mad at, uh, at Sleepy Joe uh, because of the Super Bowl. Let's go to our headlines news. Super Bowl. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. That's right, Haley. Super bowel indeed. I think that's what you said. It definitely was a super bowel. I'm pretty <laughs> sure you said super bowel. Super bowel. Uh, yes, super bowel, whichever one it was, happened. And of course, as scripted, Taylor Swift won uh, and brought her boyfriend and Patrick Mahomes, who I guess with them, who? Uh, but no, Taylor Swift was there. So was I Spice and also some guys. I don't know. Uh, who cares? Uh, but also, commercials happened. And uh, some people found out some uncomfortable truths about Jesus Christ. And uh, there's a big debate about that. It was great. I love the Super Bowl. Usher Ur- Ur-sher was there. Uh, Alicia Keys n- never missed a note. Perfect. Uh, we're, so there's a lot of stuff we could talk about. I don't know how much of it is relevant to QAnon. So I'm going to toss it over to Mike to figure it out. Mike, let, let's talk about the QAnon of it all first before we get all tangany. We got a yeah. listener out there saying so we're all too unfocused.
2: Yes. So uh, the first thing that would ha- that we would bring up is the fact that the Super Bowl was, in fact, rigged and-, and stolen, as QAnon always believed it would be. The Kansas City Chiefs did, in fact, win the Super Bowl, as was predetermined. And to be fair,
1: so- I-, I stopped watching the game like early because I needed to take a rideshare <laughs> someplace and I didn't want to get soaked on the price or the time. Uh, and it was like still 10-3 San Francisco 49ers uh and i got home and instead of turning back on the super bowl decided to go to bed and when i went to bed i was just like ah kansas city's gonna win anyway i mean they, they were behind at the time of that thought and i just went to bed knowing i was gonna wake up and my friends were gonna be hoisting their invisible trophies above their head because they live in kansas city and being like yay we did it so uh it was scripted and uh, uh, good for them. You know, they, they they set off the payoff and delivered it adequately.
2: Yeah. Uh, this has led to a bunch of QAnon promoters and right-wing dipshits to talk about this. Uh, they've made this claim that the NFL is quote unquote registered as sports entertainment, the same as the WWE is. And, this claim is all over right-wing media, and I don't know where it comes from because there's no such thing as, quote-unquote, registering as sports entertainment. That is not a real thing. There is no grand registry of athletic endeavors where you can register as, quote-unquote, a pure sport or as sports entertainment or as just entertainment. Um the term sports entertainment was coined by probable serial rapist and absolute monster Vince McMahon because he hates the term wrestling and he hates wrestlers as a term. So he came up with sports entertainment as a way to try to rebrand wrestling. Uh, it is has nothing to do with uh, the NFL's, like, quote unquote, what, how they're marketing themselves and how they do these things. The other thing is, is that uh, betting on rigged activities uh, or predetermined activities is pretty much illegal. You can't do that. You cannot bet a million dollars on a wrestling match because that's a predetermined outcome. And the people that are in charge of that could change that outcome to win if they so desired it. Whereas if you wanted to bet a million dollars on the Super Bowl, you could.
4: What if I go back in time and get an almanac and then come back in time with that almanac and it tells me who's going to win all the World Series games, would that be considered cheating if I put bets it, on those?
1: Did you say what if you went back in time and found an almanac? Because that wouldn't do you much good.
4: You're right. I would have to go forward in time. You're correct. I'm sorry. I got yeah. this confused. Time. You yeah. know? Would this you, be allowed?
2: You are, you have forgotten the plot to Back to the Future 2. I did. Yes. It
4: was. Yeah. I went the wrong way. That yeah. always ha- that would be my problem with a time machine. I, w- I would go the wrong way. But to answer my question, please.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Is that considered cheating? Is there technically rules against going forward in time, getting an almanac, and then making bets on the World Series or whatever?
2: Uh, the situation there would be just that you would be considered what we call in the industry a quote advantage player, <laughs> and it, 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 advantage players get cut off from gambling. That's just Uh-oh. the way that works. Okay. So as an advantage player, you basically just sort of have to, uh, you have to disguise what you're doing. Other people have to make the bets for you. You have to put in losing bets along with your winning bets. You can't I need the
4: sheepdog much. people in the making bets for me 15 years down the line. Mm-hmm.
2: Sheep dip, but yes, that also. You, you <laughs> love calling sheep do- sheepdog. Sheep you <laughs> love getting that term wrong. But yeah. Uh, so... That that was going around a lot. Everyone screaming that it's rigged, which, as I've stated numerous times on social media, uh, if you thought this was all rigged and, quote unquote, you knew it was all rigged, guess what? The Chiefs played four playoff games. They had to win all four of them to uh, complete the rigging. So the moment the playoffs started, you should have bet the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and gotten those odds then you should have bet the Chiefs to have won all four of their games individually, which they would have to do. And uh, against Miami, they were a slight favorite, but against uh, Buffalo, Baltimore, and the 49ers, they were an underdog in all of those games. So you would have just been getting showered in cash if you bet them the whole way because you were, like, you were to bet, you'd you been betting 100 to win 140, about in all those games. Like, when it got to the bowl, the sportsbook stopped, like, not, paying out that much but you were still getting even money on the chiefs so if you bet a million dollars you just receive another million dollars and again because you know the game is rigged free money so i don't know why you're all complaining about literally having a font of infinite cash that just pours into your lap at will but uh these people i guess they just hate success and glory and vindication so they're just going to whine about how uh, Taylor Swift and her vaccinated boyfriend won the Super Bowl. It was all
1: rigged. So. Well, yeah, it was, it, was, it was rigged for our buddy Sleepy Joe. Yes. He even, he, <laughs> they, he even said as much on the, on the tweeters.
2: Yes. Uh, so Joe Biden, uh, or at least Joe Biden's Twitter feed, uh, posted a dark Brandon meme of him with the laser eyes after the Super Bowl saying, just as we drew it up and the awesome part about this was that literally everybody on social media was offended by this. Uh, the right wingers were obviously agitated and and furious about this, but the, the hard left, the free Palestine left, uh, Israel conducted a raid into Palestine to free hostages. And, and this led to collateral damage. People were obviously injured and killed. This was not a good thing. Uh, We hope for the war to end. Please, that would be great. But the gist of it was, is that these people were just like... Like, all these children were murdered in this raid and Biden's bragging about it because that's what his that's what his tweet was about. It was about this Israel US like joint force attack to free these hostages. And that's what the meme was. And it's like, buddy, it was about how the Super Bowl's rigged and the the, the, the pro Biden team won. And if you you would have to be completely detached from the social media zeitgeist to try to think this has anything to do with Israel Palestine. But nope I saw people in dead earnestness screaming that this was about what happened in in Palestine and in, in Gaza. Joe Biden
1: does not want anybody to remember what's going on in Israel right now. He, <laughs> he or, or Israel Palestine. I should say like the, he would prefer that everyone just forget about that. He's not poking that bear. You right. know, in, in fact, in releasing this meme, he inadvertently poked that bear because a bunch <laughs> of people were just like, Hey dickhead, stop making these funny fucking meme jokes while you're like funneling billions of dollars into a genocide. You dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, like, I'm kind of just like, you know, I feel like there's room for some, a little bit of levity and also for him to stop a genocide. But it, like, it's hard to really argue against those people. It's just like, I mean, yeah, if our priorities were straight, the genocide thing would be number one. But like, I get why they're angry. But I'm not one of those people, but I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're necessarily wrong. <laughs> you
2: know? Oh, I, I get I get the anger. I completely understand the anger and I understand what's going on. It's just to me what What drives me nuts is that these people are just like, well, now like just the whole idea that there's any sort of wish casting about what Trump would do in this situation, and it's like we know what Trump would do there's literally an a, a, there's literally an occupied settlement that it has Trump's name on it because he just lets the Israelis do whatever he wants, and I just it just drives me up a wall to hear people being like. Biden is bad when it comes to the situation. So we need to elect the guy who's worse and on this and also on literally everything else. And then things will work out better for us because reasons. And then I just sit there and I'm like, how, how is electing the guy who literally campaigned previously on, and is now campaigning on again, a Muslim ban, a guy who just literally uses Muslims as a scapegoat for his racism and xenophobia, like that's the guy that we're like hitching our wagon to, just racist, hateful, and I'm just like, oh man, I just. And like you're that right that to be confused won. and
1: angry about that, but also shut up. We have to talk about Super Bowl commercials. Yes, uh, <laughs> no,
2: we do. We do uh, because, because
1: the first we have to one... talk
4: about Ice Spice going like this. Oh, we're...
2: We're gonna we're, we'll get the we'll get the Ice Spice being a Satanist in a minute, but we gotta do the commercials first. Uh, no, oh,
1: yeah. no, uh, let's talk, let's talk about the Ice Spice thing because I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And Haley seems fired up about it, and her talents are wasted. Let's, let's, get in there, mix it up. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I genuinely don't know what the fuck that is.
4: Um, okay. Ice Spice was part of the entourage uh, with Taylor Swift. I and uh, as was Blake Lively, they all appeared together. I know that this is literally. I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't watch a second of the Super Bowl i didn't watch the halftime performance i didn't watch a single commercial but i did see taylor come in with ice spice i like ice spice i like munch someone get me a munch crop top um (laughs) and ice spice also looks cool all the time they have they have cool fashion i like ice spice um and they were wearing a necklace that was an x it was like a it was a not an x it was it was like a it wasn't a cross but it It, was it was
2: it was it was a plus sign it could be a cross or a plus sign yes
4: plus sign. it was a it was a perfectly equal you know like like you're drawing a window it's just the two it's the up it's a perfectly parallel line it's a perfectly maybe maybe it was a shuriken the vertical line and they are it's perfectly (laughs) centered it could have been a shuriken it was not a cross just to be clear but so she was wearing that, and then when Usher performed, she was dancing for like she was dancing, and for exactly 0.5 seconds, she kind of with her hands did a little little dance with her hands, and it put up like the the little oh, what's my
1: okay? That's pretty intense. Uh, Silent <laughs> Caribou for the, for those of you, for those of you listening at home, Haley is doing the Silent Caribou. Uh, hand motion the, uh, for the, where, where you take your middle two fingers and press them down onto your thumb, uh, extending your pinky and index finger so that it looks like uh, an animal with uh, some long ears. We always or call little them demon that. horns, or little demon horns, if you want to be a weird Satanist about it. And that's uh, where
4: most people took it. And for some reason, it's making my camera go wild. Are you guys seeing this?
1: i mean yes mike and i are saying this but our listener are not so yeah they're, this they're... is wild
4: this is a new feature unlocked with hands hand gestures they're not going to
1: be nearly as impressed by the laser light no they're shows, not right? but anyway
4: they're um <laughs> so she was doing this but doing a little dance for like like literally a second and um i saw i saw that getting baked to all hell i actually got two notifications from the um reawaken america tour that was about the super bowl and one of them used ice spice in it so my and it was just to sell tickets to their reawaken tour and it was super bowl or super ball um putin tucker highlights uh taylor swift uh musk's x app and reawaken in michigan on them um, these dates and buy tickets here um Dude, to and be, then,
1: to be fucking fair if i was gonna have like a huge satanist convention super ball is a great name for it's a it.
4: good one that one's way better than superb owl
1: yeah dude su- su- super Bowl. that sounds great that that, that that could be like a fucking metal album or a metal tour
4: yeah if
2: if we ever actually do a, a blood bowl league that makes it to completion the super Bowl is definitely the championship game can you call that the name
4: of the episode can you can you use super sure. Bowl? okay done. thank
2: you done yesterday yeah.
4: um and then the next one that the reawakened tour sent me was swift ice spice and satan worship at the super bowl question mark schwab fourth industrial revolution plans dollar going away question mark buy tickets here so they're doing good um and so that's I, all i, I know heard,
2: yeah what i heard is that ice spice is very much into k-pop and that baby metal uh likes to throw up that hand gesture as it, it's like it's supposed to be like the fox hound it's supposed to be the fox uh sign and so that was basically a shout out to uh baby metal and of course, because anything that looks vaguely like the hook horn sign or the devil sign is something that infuriates and antagonizes these people. If you do anything with your hands, basically, except just like wave them generally back and forth, you are uh, agitating the right wing lunatics. So, yeah. Uh, and they also indicated that the, uh, the plus sign or potentially Greek cross that uh, Ice Face was wearing was an upside down cross. And that was more Satanism. And they were very much invested in this. I mostly know the Greek cross controversy because this was something that Chelsea Quint- Clinton wore. Ice Spice's uh, plus sign cross thing was large. It was basically like two inches. Both like both halves of the of, of the plus sign were very long. Whereas the one Chelsea Clinton wore was very small. It was this very tiny little plus sign of a cross, and. QAnon and other people have baked Chelsea's tiny little cross in being a super bad upside down cross, evil devil thing, and she actually went on social media and said, "No, this is a Greek cross. Calm down, guys." Uh, I haven't seen Ice Spice uh, talk to the hit, talk to the haters at all in any way, shape, or form, but uh, oh yeah. But I'm just saying that, like. This, again, it wasn't an upside down cross, as Haley has said repeatedly. And also, again, if you guys even know your dumb religion, the upside down cross is the cross of St. Peter. It is a cross that was made that way because um, St. Peter, when he was being executed for his uh, heresy of being a Christian, asked to be crucified upside down because he did not think himself worthy to be murdered the same way Jesus was. Yeah. So. so
1: check yourself, fake fucking Christians. Mike Reigns mm-hmm. is right about this, mm-hmm. and of course mm-hmm. he is. But also shut up. We have to talk about Super Bowl commercials. Yes. Uh, and uh, also Jesus. Usher
4: danced in fire. I know that.
1: No, sh- yeah. uh, Usher, Usher can shut his fucking mouth until um, we're done yeah. talking about commercials because okay. we do. We have to talk about this Jesus commercial. The, the Jesus, set yes. the world oh. on fire. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we, the, uh, of course, for those of you who have been living under a rock, uh, the fucking group he gets us. Uh, put together, paid for two commercial hilarious slots, uh, during the, the, the Super Bowl. And uh, the second one was a, a huge whatever. Who cares about that one? But the first one, oh, boy, howdy. The first one uh, was all about people giving foot baths to other people, a joke that we bring up frequently on this very podcast, uh, how Jesus was all about hum- humbling yourself before even the lowliest other person by washing their feet. So he gets us was just like, you know, it would be a cool Super Bowl spot. Uh, a bunch of people washing the feet of people you wouldn't expect to be getting along, you know, mm-hmm. like, a, like a girl getting an abortion in some good Christian. Uh, okay, so uh, it sparked a lot of controversy. I will say for the record, when that commercial started, my friends and I were goofing on it because we were watching it live. And I was just like, I think the only way that this, like, I was just like, I don't know what this is about to try to sell us. It seems like it might be Pepsi, but the only way this commercial is acceptable, if it is by Christians for Christians and the message at the end of it is do better. And that is kind of what the commercial was. So I was just like, dude, I have to give him credit. That is kind of what the commercial is. But if you look into that, uh, group they are of course monsters uh shocker uh but the foot bathing thing is pretty on the nose uh but uh i i I'd, I'd like to see what uh what my two co-hosts have heard uh the scuttlebutt vis-a-vis the the foot bathing foot fetish Christ loves feet commercial
2: yeah uh, i oh god so the QAnon side of this thing is very upset uh they were very mad about this um uh, one guy I follow says that he gets a Super Bowl commercial is nothing but a sick, woke fantasy using Christianity as a shield to subliminally shit on conservatives. And then it goes through all the different uh, people getting their feet washed. And and the big thing is, is that this person is very upset about the fact that in general, the uh, a white person who is. Basically, representing the conservative is the one doing the foot washing, and the liberal is the one who is getting their feet washed. And that this is, um, and that's enraging is, because the liberal right.
1: should be a Christian to reflect reality.
2: <laughs> uh. yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Right, yeah, and this is this is that this is how this moron, uh, he goes through all the lists and he says each slide contains a left wing talking point and the images used to make them look superior to us, as as we are their humble slaves. It's humiliation porn for libs. It's like, buddy, do you not know how fucking Christianity and Jesus works? The whole point of this is that Jesus, the literal Son of God, the most powerful entity in the world is showing to us his humility that he is doing for the least of us that which must should be done that washing their feet, tending to their injuries, caring for them. Like that's literally the whole crux of Jesus's message. Also for the record
1: in that book, uh typically the ones that everybody else is like intentionally just being like, nah, that's not the sort of person you should fuck with, you know, like lepers and prostitutes and stuff like, yes, like Jesus's whole deal is finding the one you would expect the least and then washing their feet. <laughs> it's, you know, it's
2: kind of a deal. Right. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this is this is Bible 101. This is that which you do to the least of us, you do to me. It's just that's the whole message. And the fact that this guy's like, you're having the white good person wash the feet of the bad person because they're trans or they're gonna kill their baby, or they're some sort of other degenerate freak, and you're this is wrong and bad. And uh I don't know if Haley's seen this, but Charlie Kirk has also thrown a fit about this ad. Charlie Kirk is very upset. I did last this ad. year
4: too. This is very funny. Or two years ago. So when the Super Bowl was in Phoenix last year, was it last year that it was in Phoenix? It was. Pro- yep. Um the He Gets Us campaign also aired some shit during the Super Bowl, and it was a similar thing. I didn't actually see these recent He Gets Us commercials, but I did do a little bit of a deep dive into them last year when they had their shit here Um, because uh, it has a similar theme. It was like, look at these two people that should hate each other, but they aren't kind of, Um, there was like a cop, you know, hugging a a black man type of thing. Uh, There was like a clear Jacob Chansley knockoff, like just in one of them. Uh, Yeah, there was like, you know, uh Mass nurses with uh, fucking the liberty over lockdown. People like th- that's like they had signs that was clearly like they were anti lockdown. You anyway. can tell
1: that this is causing a big ripple in like the community uh because of like its religious connotations, bringing out a bunch of idiots being about a lot of vocal about a bunch of shit because it it has completely overshadowed what I seem to think is like some pretty obvious usage of AI. In this commercial. I mean, the whole thing oh, interesting. to me, I should watch it. I was, I was like, dude, this whole thing looks like anime. me. Like, I'm not sure if that's, like, I can't 100% corroborate that, of course. But, like, just looking at it, it triggered my AI sense. And I haven't heard anybody talking about that shit. <laughs> Everybody's giving them credit for making these making these real arts by hand, showing all these people doing this foot bathing. And I'm just like, Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. But maybe. I
4: mean, um... you, you
1: would hope so. But...
4: But so the the project is all like this subsidiary. It's like part of this nonprofit called the Servant Foundation. Um, like Hobby Lobby. Uh, the Hobby Lobby co-founder is like part of some of the funding behind this. A lot of their funding is anonymous. They literally have on their website. It's like because the story isn't about us; it's about Jesus. Um, and um, it's about
1: Jesus.
4: Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yes.
1: He gets um, us, geez us. Do you see what we're doing here? But that us. servant
4: foundation like also funnels big bucks into Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a hate group here in um Arizona that is like kind of responsible for like every time there's a anti-LGBT or anti-reproductive type of legislation or like one row fell or how they're going after, you know, birth control and the abortion pill um these people are usually behind it they suck they're they're a christian uh fascist organization headquartered here and they the servant foundation funnels big bucks into them um and funny charlie did get mad last year at he gets us he said that he said they have done one of the worst services to christianity in the modern era the green family that's the hobby lobby people are decent, wonderful people who have been taken for a ride by these woke tricksters. So sad. But the Servant Foundation also funds Turning Point USA. Um, So this is interesting that Charlie is like pissed at these people because the money that they're making through this like, I don't know, semi-centrist campaign helps funnel money back into him. Uh, I even have some He Gets Us stuff because uh, they were handing it out for free last year at the Super Bowl and I just ordered a bunch of it because it was free so i have a whole box of he gets us stuff um so yeah that's my story with he gets us fuck them fuck charlie kirk
1: well, it, it, it looks all. like it has amused and horrified Mike Reigns, and as well it should. But shut up, Mike Reigns because we have to talk about a different commercial. Because it turns out that Jesus Christ isn't the only white American hero figure that made a commercial to anger people this Super Bowl. Uh, because the Kennedys have come out in force. By which I mean Robert Kennedy. Oh, um, oh, he comes out like the ultimate warrior to piss off fucking everybody.
2: <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs>
1: Like I Mike, Mike looked like he had no idea where that was going when it started, and when I got to the punch eye, he looked so pumped So I'm just gonna to toss it right over to Mike. Mike, you had to have been very excited about this commercial.
2: Oh my god. I I I I almost fell off the couch when I when I saw that because this ad is so if you haven't seen the ad, it's literally just an ad that repeats the name Kennedy over and over again. And it's all just a bunch of the images and the iconic the iconic like look of the JFK 1960 presidential ad but they just ai or cgi imposed robert kennedy junior over jfk and they just put him in all the ads the ad literally expressed no information except that robert kennedy is an independent is an independent and he's running for president and you should vote for him and by the way did you know his last name is kennedy he's a kennedy you should vote for the kennedy And that's it. And you could just tell by the way the ad was constructed that this is literally just an attempt to siphon votes away from Joe Biden because it's just, Hey Democrats, do you remember the Kennedy name? Well, guess what? There's a Kennedy running for president. Don't you want to vote for a Kennedy? Your grandparents probably told you about how they voted for Kennedy and then he got shot and they were sad. So like, this whole thing was just literally a desperate attempt to uh, like, trade off of his last name to try to get some attention for him because it didn't bring up any of the things that he actually believes in, like the fact that he's a raging anti-vaxxer. The fact that he is a conspiracy loon besides all of that. The fact that he pals around with Steve Bannon, and Bannon was probably the one that gave him the kick in the ass to run for president in the first place. Or anything, really.
1: It's just sort of like an assortment of images about him in this, like, ditty that I guess, like, was all the rage back in, like, 1962 or whatever. But, you know, it seemed like it was just, like, a fucking... These days it just seems like a bad imitation of, like, an Eric Andre bit like about like a campaign ad from the 60s it's really disconcerting and part of it is just the fact that like they're like a lot of the the parts where our new kennedy boy is in there instead of our classic kennedy boy the original vintage kennedy boy uh it's all stuttery and weird looking but like in a distracting way not like an authentic film real way like it's just like it, 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 looks, it looks like sloppy work. It's very it, like, yeah, it's very, it's a very bizarre watch. I mean, when it came on live, I was just like, what is going on? Especially because I had no context for the original ad. I mean, that was what I assumed was going on. But like, it's like, I had certainly never seen this ad that was apparently like, somebody told me they talked about this ad on Mad Men. And that's how like a bunch of people that are like, younger know about it. Like one of my coworkers was just like, Oh, yeah, they talked about that in Mad Men. I was like, Okay, cool. But to me, it was just very annoying and disconcerting. I was just like, Ugh!
2: <laughs> what is this? Yeah, it was it was super gross and incredibly tacky. And the Kennedy family came out and it denounced the ad and said, what, what RFK Jr. is doing here is fucking terrible. And we do not condone this. The family did, uh, says, like, boo to you for this shit. And he responded, and he's like, Yeah, hey, I'm sorry you feel that way. Uh, my super PAC did it. I have no coordination with them. I don't I This was out of my Actually, hands. Actually, it's
1: illegal for them to coordinate with me on it, in
2: fact. Right. He said, as his pinned tweet was the ad. So, yeah, he's like. And that's what this recording, I believe, still is the ad. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, boy, man, holy shit. Like, yeah, that, that was just such an unbelievably brazen and insane thing. I, I just, I couldn't believe it when I saw it. That was just such a, like, un, it was surreal. It was just watching that was such a strange thing. Cause I was like, man, I really cannot believe the nerve of this prick to just be like, you know, my uh, dead uncle, I'm just gonna literally just steal one of his ads and just put it on TV. And I'm literally doing this exclusively because uh, my campaign it, it exists only to try to steal money from Joe Biden votes from Joe Biden, and that ain't going to work if you ever learn the first thing about me because there is no connection between the Biden voter base and the RFK Junior voter base. Democrats love questioning
1: life. the vaccine; they've always hated yes. the it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Lord knows that there's a billion different things we could talk about uh about the Super Bowl because it was a it was a real doozy of a bowl of superb uh Can we talk but, about
4: the Chiefs parade shooting or do we save that to next week?
1: Uh oh. I mean it's it's sort of happening like as we speak, so let's wait until it resolves and see see what goes down there. Uh, I think it's happening <laughs> oh, yeah. as we speak. Let's we're just recording.
4: say now, listeners, that the conspiracies are already starting. Jordan Sather is already blamed without anybody knowing a trans person. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, we'll, so we'll, we'll,
2: we'll
1: get into this.
4: Next I know. Week. I'm just we're, saying it's already, already starting. You guys know how it is. It's literally happening Haley. in real time. Hmm?
2: Keep it in your fans, Okay. Yeah, yes.
1: we're, we're already running long, but we have to talk about right. Usher because I'm sure that Usher is satanic. Oh. And I, need, I need to be explained to how Usher is satanic before, before we get to our listener mailbag. Uh,
2: so basically, Usher was on a giant flaming clock. And so people decided that that was a sign that he was working for the Egyptian sun god, who people misidentified as Osiris and not Ra or Amun Ra. And that's a, that's crazy. Also...
1: I can't imagine that these people would confuse their Egyptian gods like that.
2: I know it's so weird. Yeah, I love how I so had
1: a... that like like it is just like fucking amateur hour over here. But I, I feel <laughs> like to your typical person, like you could just be told any name and you just like that sounds right.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, so basically, yeah, Usher on the giant flaming uh, circle, that was the moment that people really got into the Illuminati stuff where they were like, oh shit, look, Usher's doing it. And they tried to do this weird thing where they mistranslated a. Um, uh, among many of Osiris's name, Egyptianologists also referred to him as Usir or Usir. Almost sounds like Usher, and uh, people have uh, explained that that is not an actual translation of Osiris. And again, Osiris is not the sun god, so they they had to start from an incorrect uh, starting point and then race to their incorrect conclusion to connect the Egyptian sun god to Usher. And, and also, even d-
1: even if Usher was trying to get some sun god vibes in there, like who cares? That seems <laughs> like it would be within a pop star's wheelhouse, right?
2: Yeah. And uh as I said on Twitter these people are going to be really upset when the Detroit Lions wide receiver Amon-Ra St. Brown scores the game-winning touchdown next year because Amon-Ra is actually the sun god. I literally say that whenever I'm watching football and that guy catches a pass. So
1: Yeah, but I mean that's never going to happen. So yeah. <laughs> The Detroit Lions Super Bowl double checker. You said Detroit Lions, right? okay. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that, <laughs> just like the real Amun Ra, that that sun god has been relegated to the sidelines, you know, like so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, shout out to Usher for apparently channeling the sun. Why do they have beef with the sun god?
2: Uh, because any god who is not the god of Abraham is bad. Basically, like it's Moloch, it's Ball, it's basically any. Well, is that really all the
1: all the, the best I could come up with? Was him dancing around on that clock like light yeah. show thing? Was was. Yep. He- yeah.
2: That was the moment. They that didn't was have their, anything that... to
1: say about Alicia Keys on a red piano or like him sitting on like a throne at the beginning like and then none of that then none of that triggered anything. They, they didn't were, have anything were... to say with it when they came out the odd roller skates looking like Mega Band characters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, they, they again they had, most of their vitriol was at Taylor Swift and Ice Spice, so they How
1: many of them were how many of them were confused as to whether or not that was CeeLo Green when it turned out to be Jermaine <laughs> Dupree? Because... <laughs> I'm right there with you, 90% of Americans. For a brief moment, I was just like, Oh, is that fucking CeeLo Green? I was like, fuck no, Usher, what are you doing? And then I was, like, oh, th- <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God, that is a person I do not recognize. And then somebody told me it was Jermaine Dupri, and I was like, damn, time has not been kind. to live- Like, <laughs> if if time, if 20 years has turned you into a CeeLo Green, then I'm so sorry, Jermaine Dupri. <laughs> you have my sympathies. I'm sure your life is still pretty fucking great, but everybody thought you yep. were CeeLo, dude that's not a great look <laughs> and then there was the fucking mystery guy un- under the helmet where everyone was just like is that fucking will i am who's under the helmet is this a random guy like we don't get it
2: why is everyone <laughs> on roller
1: skates actually kind of lost the scare oh, i'm very that. disappointed that the only the only thing they had beef with was the fact that he might have been by fucking making an appeal to the sun god or whatever. Like, that is suitably crazy, and I do like that it's crazy, but I I would really have hoped for more out of it. Taylor Swift just sucks so much of the oxygen out of this role. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, the Chiefs are the new dynasty, but who gives a shit? Taylor Swift was sick, you know, shut up.
2: Yeah, pretty much.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't Ooh. see it. Did they give her the trophy? Did she touch the trophy? Uh,
2: I did not see her touch the trophy on the field, so, Here I mean, go. maybe. Yeah, a, a, a wise decision. That people would have yes. shit all over themselves. Did she sacrifice a goat? Uh in order to influence the Kyle Shanahan's horrible decision drawn over overtime. Yes, absolutely.
4: Okay. That's that's what it. Yeah, I must have missed that, but yeah. I didn't watch it. Yeah. So. no,
1: really, you you didn't watch the fucking Super Bowl? How dare you? I didn't what watch. It
4: than <laughs> I meant to, and I just couldn't. I couldn't for. I tried to force myself to do it, and I was like, you know what? Nah.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, <laughs> we see how it
2: is. Yeah, I'm next sorry. Year, you're, next year, you're coming over here watching the Super Bowl with us, and the free okay. We're gonna or we'll go there in February when it's not not like freezing here. It should be, be
4: here again soon because like there's a bunch of contracts with our new stadium that it's going to be here every few years.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. They love they love putting the bowl in Arizona because there's no problem. I'll go with to you there. and then
4: you come to me, we'll figure it out. Yep.
2: So.
1: Yeah, they, they love putting in Arizona because there's no conflict with anything else because why would anything to no. Arizona, my God. Correct. Uh, d- d- if you're one of the good ones in Arizona, I'm sorry that your state is an easy punchy bag and I wish that your uh, elected officials were better.
2: So, should we get to the mailbag? Yeah. No, I just wanted to
1: let that one linger for a while. No, yeah, let's get, let's get to the mailbag.
2: Our listeners got
3: questions, we got answers. It's time for Q&A. and 365-day returns.
2: Uh, Eric, the t operative, says, uh, Senate Republicans are showing their frustration at the extreme elements in the House. Imagine Mitch McConnell and Mike Johnson agreeing to settle their differences in a duel. What sort of weapons would they choose? Who would be the victor? And how would they celebrate? <laughs> uh, it would have to be guns, because any actual, like, fight of strength, Johnson would kill McConnell mm-hmm. immediately. Because Mitch is in real bad shape. I mean... Uh, We've we've seen the uh, Mitch getting the blue screen of death every so often in front of the cameras. I mean that's not great. Uh, so it would have to be firearms, and I still think Mike Johnson would win because he's younger and definitely more agile and has a better reflexes. And uh, he would celebrate by uh, praising God for allowing him to slay the vile uh, Satanist who opposed him. Because they would obviously say that about McConnell afterwards. Because once you're dead, you're a Satanist in their eyes, unless you're a bad person, and then you were a bad person, but you were about to become good, and then they killed you. The Illuminati got you. So yeah. See, I agree. yet
1: another issue. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to trample you there. No, I'm just I was just about ahead. to complain yet another yet another problem with our rapidly aging elected official base. Like not even not even can we get excited about a hypothetical duel. Because one of the candidates is just the age of a mummy. And mm-hmm. then would just easily like they would like they would do their paces and the they would say turn around and draw and the spry guy would turn around and surprisingly Mitch Makada would still just be like directly behind him having seemed like he hasn't moved at all and still isn't facing him <laughs> and doesn't even have a gun. And then he would just hit, he would just get shot twelve times at the back and that would be that. <laughs> it would be just like, Oh, this is less of a duel and more of like elder abuse, like you monster. <laughs> it's like there's no it's like a no win scenario sorry (laughs) anyway your turn Haley.
4: no no i was just agreeing with mike that it should be guns i think it should be the original dueling pistols that alexander hamilton and aaron burr used against one another and because they're ancient um i think that mike johnson's gun would jam and he wouldn't be able to shoot at McConnell. McConnell's gun would shoot, kill Johnson, but he would die of a natural cause heart attack right in that moment and America would win. And that's my answer.
2: I love that the best possible outcome is for both participants to perish. So Mm -hmm. yes, (laughs) I second your motion. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That would be great. uh Yes. Uh, please do not uh, have the violent end of any political official comedy podcast. Oh, jokes. yeah.
4: This is totally just a hypothetical <laughs> because somebody asked us a question and I'm doing a funny. Yes. L's turn.
2: No, L already went. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> That was literally almost like an old school L. The old school. Start, that was an old school starch. L, do a racism and throw the racism <laughs> ball at L. I and mean, we want get a little more whimsical
1: with it. I bet lightsabers would be pretty sweet. Can you imagine that? <laughs> like, All right, here's the rules of the duel. Like, there's no backing out of it. It's literally until one of you is dead. So yeah. go nuts. And then, in the course of their flailing, at one point, somebody would get lightly dismembered, and then it would set into both of them how dangerous what they were dealing with was, and then they would flail at each other much harder. <laughs>
2: Oh, someone had a great photo. of It was like MBS in the foreground and Putin walking towards him, and they just had lightsabers in both their hands. And then someone else had a comment where they're like, both those lightsabers should be red. But it was just like... It's like... Uh, so thank you for the question. Uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Great Inquisitor, asks, since we live in the worst timeline that is absolutely batshit crazy, how would a reboot of Daria handle the this week is This Week on Sad Sick World segments with fictional crazy that cannot possibly outdo regular crazy.
4: I, I've never seen this show, so I
2: don't...
4: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you guys have to do this one.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 is that your way of politely calling us old? Are you calling us old right now?
4: No. I think that Daria came out when I was alive. When is it, like, 90s? I'm a 90s baby. When, <laughs> Did how? you just
1: call it Adaria? <laughs> 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 uh, I, believe, I believe one or more Daria's appeared in, during when my lifespan.
4: It started uh, and, in yeah, it was
1: like a mid-90s thing, mid '90s thing. Yeah, mid- nineteen ninety-seven.
4: I was alive.
1: Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's what I thought I old, yeah. Um. So the thing is that you know, like, you can always try to be cartoonishly you can always get more cartoonishly crazy, right? I mean, just look at the, look at the stuff, the the dumb, horrible, like, horrible stuff that uh, Justin Roiland was improv for the, like, intergalactic cable episodes of Rick and Morty and stuff like that, you know? Like, pregnant baby and things like that. Like, you you can't, you can't go bigger. It is, it is wacky. Like, the fact that our real life has caught up to the sad, sick world segment of Daria is wacky in the same way that, like, our real life catching up to idiocracy is crazy, but the the problem is, is that like too many people have come to that conclusion, and now it just sort of is just like before that used to be like a sort of funny observation, and now it just sort of is nothing. It's like, idiocracy, am I right? It's like yes, right. you, know, you and hundreds of thousands of other people have made that reference. It's just like yeah. It Should sucks. I watch Daria? Daria, I ha- I can't say if it holds up. I, it's okay. been it's been a long time. I haven't seen Daria since it was airing. Most, At yeah. the time, it was just like, oh, you know, like, I was receptive to a Daria type. I, I was receptive, to like, I was as receptive to being attracted to those cartoon women in that show as I could be, uh, <laughs> as somebody who's never been especially attracted to cartoon people. But I was just like, if these people were real people, I would be into these people, for She's sure. She's
4: got big glasses. I have big glasses.
1: Dude, I love big glasses. I've always been a sucker for that. look. <laughs> big, big combat boots and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I was, I'd like, I was into that. And also her, like, friend was, like, goth in a way. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like alt in a way, I guess would be a better way to say it. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff going on in this show in terms of like informing what I liked in uh, women uh, at the time. And it also was just sort of like, it was a depiction of like an archetype of people, like like female people that I had never experienced before. You, you know what I mean? Like, like just like, and uh, s- stuff like that in Ghost World or whatever gave me a sense. I
4: love Ghost World. I love Ghost World. I love that movie. I love yeah. that. Of,
1: of, of course, I love Ghost World. I'm cool. I'm hip and with it. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you do, fellow youths, mm-hmm. et cetera? I, I even know the show that is from. Look how cool it is. I am. <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, so that, that that is, that is my long winded answer. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, 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 I don't know why, but I never watched much of Daria. So I just have to, uh, just say, sounds good to me from what Elle said. So I'm going to have to, Elle's going to have to carry the weight on this one. So I appreciate that. Kind of
1: fucked up for the, kind of fucked up for the the listener to uh, assume that anybody but me would have any idea what they were talking about. And even me, I had to think about it for a moment. I was just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> Daria, Daria a, Daria is like sort of a deep cut pole, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, Jason, uh, Nimas, uh, the house says, uh, does anyone in the Q verse talk about the Q queen of Canada or is she just another dirty secret they'd rather not acknowledge anymore? Is she involved in the wider community at all? Um, uh, You've got the right of it. She is a dark secret they don't talk about. She doesn't interact with other QAnon promoters. She's just running her cult and that's basically her little fiefdom inside QAnon. Uh, well, I mean think about so it.
1: How often do you think about the king until they have cancer? You know? Like Yes. <laughs> you, don't, you don't really hear about the king when when important stuff is going down. Like they, they find out they've got cancer, they're about to die for some other reason. Or they have died. <laughs> <laughs> you know, those reasons.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, she is much like X22, she's not brought up a lot, except if people bring her up, it's mostly just call her a false flag or a deep state operative to make the make QAnon look bad because she's obviously terrible. She's encouraging people not to pay their bills, and then they get their power turned off, or they get like kicked out of their home for not paying rent. So basically. Uh, everything about her is a ne- is a net negative, so no one wants to associate with her, so they don't. And she I, she stands to gain nothing by associating with these other people because her whole image is that she's the secret ruler of Canada slash the world. So why would she be associating with Praying Medic or any of these other filthy plebes when she is actually like the sovereign ruler of humanity? So. That's basically where she stands at this point. And, uh, well,
1: haven't they seen that while the Democrats have Taylor Swift, they have cat turd?
2: <laughs> this is true. This is very true. I mean, man. Yeah, has anyone, has, has,
1: somebody, has anybody told the Queen that they have cat turd? Somebody get on oh. the horn to Canada. Have, yes. they got, have they got phones there yet?
2: I, I, I don't know if Canada has phones yet. Maybe one day. Maybe maybe Canada can aspire somebody to somebody
1: send a, send a carrier bird to Canada to let them know.
2: Yes. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So... She sucks, and she sucks so bad that no one wants to actually associate with her. That's the the long and the short of it. And finally, uh, Pancake Peasant asks, What setting has the best spaceship names or naming convention?
1: Bucky O'Hare. Because the righteous indignation beats the shit out of the name of any other spaceship in any other fiction period.
2: This is very true. The Righteous Indignation is an incredible name for a ship. Yes. Although, for the record, I've, I also really liked
1: uh, the naming conventions for the ships in uh, The Matrix. So I think the Nebuchadnezzar is a great name for a ship.
2: Yeah, I can. Yeah. Uh, I um, Babylon 5, I love, but when they named one of the ships the Icarus and it had a disastrous uh, voyage, that was like, ooh, that was a little too on the nose. Nobody is actually going to name a ship the Icarus because. They know how that story plays out. So, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. It's just like and to introduce the the spaceship Titanic. Yeah. Like exactly. it'd be just like <laughs> absolutely fucking not, dude. Like pushing pushing the thought that superstition is just that to its absolute fucking limits there, just being like, you know, we're an advanced space fan society now. I'm not saying that I believe in superstition, but let's just say I'll wait for the second ship, alright, guys. You know? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't I'm worry, sorry me. I can't answer this one. <laughs> no spaceship Haley here, so
4: yes. No, I have a very spacey name. My name is Haley Orion. Like the constellation Orion. Oh, and my parents that's cool. were clowns and got the spelling of my name wrong, so it technically changes the sound of my name. Haley's Comet is actually pronounced Halley's Comet because it has two L's. It's, it's, it's pronounced like Valley Halley. I'm Haley. Um, so my parents got that fucking wrong because they changed the spelling of my name. But Haley Orion's the name. Space name.
1: Well In that case, I'd like to change my answer. My favorite. What is my wonderful co-host Haley? Hey, <laughs> <a.k>. Halley. Halley. Because <laughs> she's pretty cool.
4: <laughs> and uh finally
2: what are you guys looking forward to
1: hmm you know that's a dynamite question i'm putting together a magic the gathering cube for oh. almost uh for uh, almost nobody i'm sure who's listening but for the couple of people who know what that is it's happening and i'm doing it and i'm gonna do it in small little pieces and until my tax money comes and then i'm gonna finish it off in one larger stroke just like jorking it yes <laughs>
2: What are you looking forward to,
1: Haley? Oh, you
4: go because I have a long answer that will kind of lead into the end.
2: Okay, uh, I am looking forward to, uh, like I, I guess as the kids would say, platinuming uh, Hades. Uh, I oh. got back on a Hades kick um, a couple weeks ago, and I uh, beat uh, a thirty-two heat run, which is basically the last uh, achievement you can make in the game, and it's like so difficult they don't even give you an achievement for it. I looked at to look it up, and they're like, yeah, super giant wanted all the achievements to be attainable by like filthy regulars and casuals. They didn't want the ridiculously difficult achievement to be there. So, but, uh, so then I was like, Oh, so what achievements do I not have? And so like the last couple of achievements are pretty easy to obtain. So I'm going to get those and I will like ha- fully have done everything in Hades. And then I will just cry and sad. Yeah, I was about to say, are you
1: going to weep like Alexander when you're done with that? Because you'll have no more Hades to conquer until the second one comes out.
2: Yeah, pretty much. I'll you, have you, you're going to
1: find a new thing to get obsessed with.
2: Right, yeah, I'm just gonna have to like just like be in the void for like two or three months. So you until play Hell I...
1: Divers too, if the if the servers aren't crashing and burning, you can get in there and fucking blow away aliens or whatever.
2: I'm, I'm here for it. I'll, I'll, I'll as soon as the servers work, I'll be there. Sounds good. Because again, I'm I got probably like another week of like maybe a few days of, H- of Hades grinding, achievement grinding, and then I'm done. So, yeah. Uh, so maybe,
1: yeah, maybe it will finally be time for you to explore Baldur's Gate three.
2: <laughs> yep. Um, I, I'm, that's showing up in my YouTube feed now. I'm getting like hey, Baldur's Gate three content just randomly popping up. That's what the algo is like sending my way. It's like wild. So what happens when
1: one of the greatest video games of all time gets released. It ends up surfacing yeah. on a lot of nerds' radars to just be like, "Hey, it's here." Yeah. the Messiah yes. of games. <laughs> that's pretty it's, good. It's watching other games feed it. So Messiah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's rubbing Bethesda's like Starfield feet. It's like, oh, don't worry, little buddy. <laughs> Well, you're about to stop being platform exclusive, and you're going to be going to PS5, and then a bunch of other people are going to play. You, little buddy, here's a little foot bath for
2: you. Don't worry about that. Anyway. Oh God! All that right. needs to be that needs to be a Photoshop of uh, the he gets us meme. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. Um. So my answer is um, kind of long. Uh, this week. And uh, I saw Stephanie, aka McPasterface, on Twitter, who is a beautiful human being. Um, and they have—they are a friend of the show. They have done series with Mike. Correct, Mike? Yes. Um,
1: dude, not gonna yeah. lie, I thought it was—I always thought it was MC Paceface. Oh, is it? I don't know. I could be wrong. I, just I don't was
4: know. Saying, I, I, I McPace- thought it was. MC oh, you're right. Also. Not McPaster. It's McPaceface. I'm sorry. I just know them as Stephanie. I don't know the at. I'm sorry. Let's let's be correct so people can follow her. It's Mick Paste Face. You're correct. I am so sorry, Stephanie. Whoopsie Daisy. Um. Anyway, we saw they were in Arizona for the weekend. Uh, we linked up for a little bit. It was a great time. It was nice to see them. They are a great friend of the pod. They have done series with Mike. Uh, they also left a note that they wanted me to read on the podcast, which I promised to do. It's from Toothy. If you guys know Stephanie, you know Toothy. And it says, Dear Aunt Haley, I love you. Great for Valentine's Day. Love Toothy. And it says, Sorry they couldn't be here today. And then they drew a little photo of Toothy. So that's from Stephanie. We all love them. And we thank them for their support and their love. And they're a good person. And if you're a real journalist that listens to the show, Stephanie is a former, as in conspiracy theorist, who has a really interesting story and is a beautiful person all around who loves to talk about their experience, and they are more of an expert than you are, probably, uh, because they lived it. So if you're ever looking to talk to somebody, Stephanie's the person for you. That is all. We also saw the bust of JFK randomly for some reason at a park in Tucson and picked his nose, and it was great. So thank you, Stephanie. Oh, and my thing I'm looking forward to is that I'm gonna go see them next. That's what I'm looking forward to. I
1: was I was wondering how that was eventually gonna turn into a thing you were looking forward to. Not that the rest of it wasn't uh beautiful and heartwarming.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh but uh yeah, I was just like I hope that Haley remembers to at some point at least mm-hmm. pretend to make this a thing that she's excited <laughs> about instead of just being like I'm, i would like to take up my time to do a rant about a thing they've come we see
4: fire. me twice so i'm gonna go see them and that's what i'm looking forward to is that eventual trip hell and yeah that's what i'm looking forward to
1: well there we go a, a little a little more wholesomeness there at the end we tried to mm-hmm. inject a surprising amount of wholesomeness there at the end this this year uh, this this mm-hmm. year i said yeah this year my god uh anyway thank you so much uh everybody for listening to the show uh it is time for us to uh put our butts on the carpet like a dog and scoot our way out of hell world for the week i don't know why i went there the mind is a mystery uh thank you for so much for listening to the show and supporting us if you would like to support us even harder but still for free you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from if you have money and you want to give it to us, Lord knows we'll take it. You can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics take a look at our uh, reward tiers. Uh, we recommend the one that's $5 a month. That gets you access to all of our bonus content, including our back catalog of bonus content from Beckman Sarge still on the show, and, and our new stuff, uh, where Mike and Haley have been talking a lot about the JFK assassination. Uh, a bunch of wonderful stuff there. Uh, Hellworld, After Dark. No, that's not a thing we're doing yet. Uh, anyway, that's all there at uh, patreon.com slash pokerpolitics. Thank you so much for all of our beautiful our babies who are already up in the crib. If you have money and you don't want uh, donate it to three dickheads doing a podcast on the internet. We totally get that. There's a bunch of ways to do good with it, but we do suggest uh, love146.org as a, a way to get that money into some good hands there and organize this in whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Thanks to our friend DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our original theme song, accidentally remixed by Mike Reigns, into what you heard at the top of the show. Uh, thanks to our buddy Frosty for all of our bumps, our content warning, and the voice of Q whenever you need it. You can find them on Blue Sky at Frost You can find the show you're listening to at Hell World with a Q instead of an O on Twitter. You can find uh, Haley, aka Arizona Right Watch, at uh, all sorts of social media. Uh, just look for Arizona Right Watch or AZRW. Uh, and Mike Rains, of course, at Poker Politics on various social media platforms. Uh, find them there. I am on Blue Sky technically, although I don't use it very often. Uh, but if you're interested, you can find me on Blue Sky at Mysterious L. So, for another successful episode of the Avengers in Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, The Mysterious Hell, joined as always by my co host, Haley, a.k.a. Arizona Right Watch, and of course, our expert in all things QAnon Crazy, Mr. Mike Raines, a.k.a. Poker and Politics. Good speed, Patriots.